Hello, hello. Grant Edwards here from Liberty NZ, and with me today is John McGlone from Kentucky. Hi, John. Hey, Grant. How are you doing? I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, how are things? I, I hear you've been really busy digging up information about this um, so-called uh, V, starts with a V, that we can't really talk about if we want it on the other channels. Um, the experimental biological uh, ingredients. Jab. Yeah, the jab. That's better. Jib jab. Yeah. Tell us about the jib jab. What have you found out about what's in it? Because they're telling us that it's all fine. It's absolutely fine. Sugars, salts, yeah. Safe and effective. Yep. Safe and effective. Right. Uh, that has been the promotion propaganda that has been going on for over a year now. But uh, this, there's a recent development I, I wanted to talk with you about today. And it's concerning graphene oxide. And why I find this so interesting is there's a, a kind of a soul lady, uh, her name is Karen Kingston, who uh, was uh, speaking on Stu Peters TV uh, regarding this uh, part of the, excuse me, the jib jab. And uh, uh, what basically what this is, is a metallic substance that is very poisonous to human beings. It's not listed on the... Uh, the warning sheets and I just uh, re-listened to the video and it's not even on the patent uh, for the four major um, companies that are doing vaccines for Americans so mm -hmm. but what she in the video which I suppose I should put a link there for the the audience but in the video <clears throat> which is uh, titled former Pfizer employee confirms poison in COVID you know, V-A-C-C-I, uh, jib-jab. Mm -hmm. And um, so she connects this uh, company, uh, Sinopeg, out of China that does all this nanotechnology mm. using graphene oxide. And her their patent numbers are lining up with the patent numbers, the proprietary ingredients in all four of the... Uh, uh, vaccines that are being distributed here in America AstraZeneca Pfizer Johnson Johnson Moderna so uh, this lady uh, Karen Kingston she is uh, formerly a Pfizer employee she's a doctor of psychology she is a patent researcher that's what she does and she's she's been doing this for a year and she's involved in the legal side of it as well so she has a unique skill set, as she self-describes uh, it, to, to examine these things. And she had found this information uh, and uh, is frantically trying to get it out to anyone who will listen. Mm. And some very well-known organizations like America's Frontline Doctors are doubting uh, this information because it's not showing up on the warning sheets. Right. And okay. it's not, not even showing up on the patents. Uh, for the four American vaxes and uh, but in the video she connects the Chinese company Sinopeg S-I-N-O-Peg uh, with the patents in America and the American vaccine so it would be the worldwide vaccines the very interesting part of this is that the graphene oxide is a necessary uh, ingredient to biotechnically connect uh, a person with the internet with the you know electronics you know it's always uh, you know we've watched science fiction uh, shows and movies for 
years where we have, you know, like the Borg from Star Trek Next Generation where they have implants in the, the biology that connects them all together. And this is a fulfillment of that um, as they have uh, sought to uh, make a connection, neural connection with human beings and the AI. So uh, the AI, I, I consider the AI to be at least part of the biblical beast uh, governing system in the latter days, uh, end times, according to Christian doctrine, and uh, a controlling authority who will require people to have something called the mark, which will allow us to buy and sell things. And uh, that's a primary characteristic that Christians are looking for. And if you're not a Christian, then, then I exhort you to consider those doctrines from the Bible that were written 2,000 years ago warning about these very things hmm. and um we'll put in the link uh where people can go for those warnings like revelations and is it daniel and uh, are there other places sure there yeah. are and i yeah. can give those to you later but yeah we'll put that um, in, the, in the link uh yeah send the you the link here no that's fine or for the video that i, I watched Right. Um, that video, have you downloaded a copy of that? Because I don't expect that to last very long. Uh, I did, actually. Let me double-check that. But I, I downloaded a bunch of videos yesterday after I watched this one. Very good. Where did you... Um, what, what... Oh, don't... Yeah, what, whereabouts is it? What, um, who's the platform? It's on... It, I saw it on BitChute. That's where Bit I saw shoot, it. But right. you can see it on <laughs> stupeters.tv. On BitChute, yeah. It's his on, website. Stupeters. Yep, he's got his own website. You can also see it on Rumble. He's got, I think he said, a million views on Rumble. Okay. This, uh, this issue of the graphene oxide. So mm. first of all, it's primarily it's a it's a huge poison. That's why they have to hide it as a proprietary ingredient. Mm. Uh, but the reason why it's so important is it connects people biologically to the the to the computer system, mm. to the network, right? So that's a huge thing to be able to track people. Of course, we're already being tracked. We we know that. Mm. Well, it's magnetic. The, the yeah. people that have had the jabs, the the little magnets are sticking to where the um, entry point where the needle went in. And there's right. been and, too many witnesses for that to be a hoax. Right. That is not a hoax. Yeah. There's people at my plant that have, have done that. And okay. people are talking about it all over the place. Right. So okay. That's definitely a, a thing. So this uh, graphene oxide is, as I was mentioning to you earlier, I think, I don't think I mentioned it on the recording, but it's 4,000 times uh, harder, denser than titanium. Wow. It can put up with 1,700 degrees of uh, Fahrenheit of temperature. And it's basically an encapsulary biosphere for the, the four lipids that make up vaccine ingredients to uh, to introduce the mRNA into the system uh, into the human body so that it can survive to where it needs to get to okay as I understand it mm. to do its job and uh, another thing she mentioned is that it's a uh, it can be electromagnetically controlled now we've talked before about how we think uh, we theorize that the 5g system, will be part of turning on or turning off these systems within the people. Mm. Now, 
would I go so far as say, well, it's controlling people? Mm -hmm. No, I'd say it, it could kill people. Yeah. Like six months down the road, they they hit the kill switch for this many people in this area. Say, oh look, we have we have an outbreak over here in California. A million people have died. What happened? Well, uh, they had the jib jab six months ago, and we hit the switch in that area with the 5G and electromagnetically turned on the mRNA proteins, which went throughout the the system and shut it down and killed it. Just because like because once they're act. Go ahead. Just like a captain on a ship would would say, shut off that uh, compartment, and the the the, uh, the other officer might say, but there's men in there. He said, yeah, but we've got to shut it off now. Or we'll lose the ship, and other men will die. Right. So they're looking That's at right. the lesser of two two evils. Yep. And so I could see right. that happening, and them justifying it. Mm -hmm. Right. And they would use that kill off to to promote another booster set. Yeah. And she was talking about that a lot, too, yeah. that oh, what man, they're wanting so to do wicked. is push this graphene oxide level to the point where, okay, which human beings can handle the most graphene oxide? Because those are the type of people that we want, uh, you know, their, their uh, framework or their characteristic, DNA characteristics, that kind of person's body is what we need to, to enable us to, in, you know, put in this thing without uh fearing that it will kill them because every time they put they put the this graphene oxide into a person and activate it to where they you know they're trying to photoluminesce and, you know with scanners and this this patch idea that that bill gates has it kills people <laughs> so it, it the heavy metal is going to kill you but not just that but the activation of the the nanoparticles is going to kill you too so it's all like this huge experiment, and mm -hmm. uh, we've seen lots of doctors and, and medical personnel that are on the right side of this say, this is, a, this is experimental. This is just yeah. a big experiment. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it. you agree, when you uh, sign mm -hmm. off on that paperwork, you initial it, you agree electronically when you take the vaccine, you need to read what you're agreeing to. You're being tracked. Every person that's gotten a vaccine is being tracked within the system. So when you say tracked, is the the there's nano nanoparticles in the injection that can track you, or is it the fact that you you just sign your name on a bit of paper and then you go into a system and you're tracked that way? Um, well, how do they track you? That's that's going to be an obvious overt tracking, uh, mm. but I I mean more than that. According to this lady, you know, she believes that people are being tracked a different way right now. And of course, yep, right now. So from the, uh, the injection program. From the injection, right. And this is Karen, Karen Kingston, and she's a patent Karen researcher, Kingston, right. a former employer right. of Pfizer, and you're just getting yep. some feedback now from America's frontline doctors to see if they can verify it. Obviously, you haven't got all your ducks in a row yet, but hopefully we'll right. hear back from them. Yeah, I, I would like to get more information. I did have a lawyer friend of mine from Tennessee. She was adamant that uh, this is, uh, I won't mention her name, mm. but... Uh, adamant that this is a hoax. The whole graphene oxide thing is a okay. hoax. I'm going, wow, those are strong statements. Right. And, um, and so it got me thinking, well, I mean, this, maybe this could be, uh, could be misinformation, disinformation. Could be, to make but us look silly. Yeah. It, mm. Make us look stupid, right? Mm, it makes yeah. us look like we're just uh, tin hatters, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, have you ever been called yeah. that? <laughs> uh, I've been called that, I, even within my own church. Me, me too. 
for like some strange reasons. Have you spoken to Karen yeah. Kingston about? The no, I haven't spoken to her. I've just listened to her listened to her interview here. Oh, okay. And uh, I've been watching it for the second time now, and so I caught some some pretty uh, important misunderstandings that I had. I thought she had initially said what I heard was they didn't uh, have it in their their sheets, their warning sheets. The graphene oxide wasn't in the warning sheet, but it was in the patents. No, it was. It was in the patents, but it's, you know, it's proprietary information within the patents. And then this Sinopeg Corporation out of China, that reveals it in their patents, and their patent numbers line up with the numbers that are in the four vaccine manufacturers. So they don't. So they don't want the opposition to get in, to know what they're doing. Right, I mean, just for that, a normal that's, patent, just yeah. normal, you know, just like you wouldn't want you're designing a, a piece of something for an engineering plant. You don't want the Chinese to know about it. It'll be by the time they see it, they'll be manufacturing it by the time you leave the front office. Manufacturing it out the back. The Chinese are engineering the whole thing, I think. Oh, what we're doing, you think, do you think that the conspirators are using the Chinese to make all this stuff? Oh, yeah, them? the Chinese are a. a Chinese are being very well funded and very well uh, mm. getting a lot of favor and support from the elite right now. Yeah. Yep. So they're all in it up to their eyeballs. And what do you, what do you do you think that people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and in our country uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and Grant Robinson, who's the assistant, and even people down to the medical people like Fauci and uh, on our side we've got Dr. Bloomfield. Do you think these people know that this is uh, that what we're just now finding out and just need to verify? Do you think they, they actually know that this is a planned cull? Or do you think that they are ignorant of that and that they really think it's a... a, a whoops. So they, and that they really think it's a, it's a virus that needs to be treated and the only way to do it is with these um, injections, these jibby-jabs? Yeah, I think it's too, too broad a brush you're stroking there. It's... Some people like Fauci or probably the Dr. Bloomfield there in NZ, uh, they, they would know. They have knowledge. You get to a certain level and you have knowledge of what exactly is going on. But until they get to that point, they would be compartmentalized like the local doctor. Or, yep. yeah, yeah, so it, that's the secret to, to uh, pulling the wool over everybody's eyes is you know, compartmentalization mm -hmm. of knowledge. And so because there's especially in a communistic type system and even worldwide the, the the mass media is just they all repeat the same mantras hmm. you can you've probably seen the the videos on youtube where they'll show one news station and they'll show another and they're all saying they're all speaking the same talking the same point script yep all the same talking points they say yes. almost exactly the same thing and a few of them will say a little bit different but uh, just to be different, you know, yeah, but it's, it's, it's basically just all the same, yeah. right? It's, it's written all in, the same. Written in the There's nothing that goes against that, you know. No. Yeah. Uh, so safe and effective. Uh, good. I've heard that from every government department, every Western right. government department, right. health department in the world. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Pumping it into our brain that it's safe and effective. How could it be safe and effective when it's not out of trials until 2023? There is no long-term right. trials. <clears throat> Can't be safe. I, I That's can a lie. share that with your your listeners too. Is that you know I, I've sent uh, because here in in the states I don't know what's going on over there, but here Walmart, Disney, 
are requiring their employees to get them to be employed with them. Mm. Now, <coughs> that uh, well, that's first coercion. Of all, there's a legal problem with it. That's coercion. Oh, that's coercion for yeah. sure. That's oh, it's yeah. over. And that's basically sure. forcing you. That's not persuading yeah. you. That's not right. sort of like we we persuade people to trust in Christ Jesus. But we don't right. coer coerce them. We don't say, if you don't trust you. in Christ Jesus, then we're right. going to come and chop your head off like the Muslims do. Right. right. That's coercion. And that's, <laughs> that's what makes the Christian uh, worldview different. Totally. Because yeah. many Free many will. of the, you know, well, basically all the false religions, if they if they take their religion to, to the nth degree, mm. like the Muslims, the Roman mm. Catholics the Roman did Catholics. during the medieval times. Oh, yeah. Right? And during the and Second so World War. That, in the Second World War, the Hindus, they mm. will beat Christians to death in India mm -hmm. for their religion. Yeah. But a Christian would never do that. Never. A Christian would preach to them maybe, rebuke yeah. them maybe, we but would, it would never. We would die for them. We would them. never beat people. You know, we would die yeah. for them, yeah. not yeah. kill them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's yeah. another show. I'd really want to uh, talk, talk more about that just war theory and mm. all those kinds of Christian ideas that, you know, the whole gamut, what is... Uh, biblical response to being attacked and persecuted physically by the world. Yeah, I'd like Our to talk about that. Carl, uh, you know. Asking for a friend, uh, um, and we'll love to do a show on this, but just briefly, um, this friend asked, do you, asking for a friend, <laughs> should I should I defend myself against this? Uh, or should I, th this whole forced vaccine thing, or should I just go along like the Jews went along and just got in the, got in the railway cars and cattle cars and taken off to Auschwitz. So, well, we've had, uh, I saw some reports yesterday, and I, I have been waiting for more verification. It's been stifled, the story. One story on Alex Jones, but he wasn't the only one. Mm. Uh, there was another story about people in Denmark, Scandinavia, and France being put into uh, quarantine areas, quarantine housing and being forced to stay there for quarantine periods mm. and of course we're seeing that for people that are traveling internationally we'll see them being put up in a hotel that's right that's but what we've these, got here these yeah these folks are being guarded now <laughs> oh we've been guarded we've got the military the u.s uh, our u.s we've got uh, the, new, the new zealand defense force they are in charge right. of the um miq we call it that's the the quarantine um well, we we have house. in America. I don't know about there, but in America we have uh, many many facilities uh, already set up with with railroad tracks going into them, just like Auschwitz and other German uh, concentration camps were set up. Mm. And I believe the number is eighty thousand, but I I might be wrong about that. But the United States military about ten years ago bought eighty thousand. Uh, I don't want to say commercial grade. Uh, 80,000 80, military-grade guillotines. Wow. Now, why in the world does the United States military need guillotines? And uh, the answer is to dispatch people quickly. Uh, you don't have to use ammunition. It, it's safe and effective uh, for the person that's executing them. Mm. And uh, I think it will come down to, uh, to go back to your friend's question, uh, it will come down to the choice of do you rebel against the system which you can't, cannot win. You know, the Bible talks about number your adversary before you go to battle, right? So mm. if, uh, if I have me and my family here on the ridge, and, and everybody here on the ridge, you just so the commie Chinese know, 
everybody here on the ridge is armed. They they have automatic weapons. The guy down the ridge, he has a cannon. But you know, when they come, they better bring some armor with armor with them. They're they're gonna bring some armor with <laughs> them. Yeah. Uh, when they come, so so uh, my question is uh, for each person, individual out there, especially if you're a Christian, mm. do you want to die killing somebody, or do you want to die? Uh, blessing and praying that the lord would would forgive them for what they're about to do like you know the apostle stephen did mm. well um, the, the so bible would, uh, speaks of the latter it doesn't it all through it it's you know. right uh, but then so say uh, david king david fought killed thousands of people sure yeah I, and i get that and i understand that but again in the new testament uh, we have uh, bible verses like our weapons are not carnal but mm. spiritual pulling down strongholds so if we're not praying and fasting already, I exhort Christians out there everywhere. Um, if you're a Christian, you should already be doing that. And if mm. you're not, shame on you. Get to your closet privately, praying to the Lord to have mercy on our people, praying and fasting. And Lord's will be done. If it's the Lord's will for his judgment to come now or him to use uh, uh, strange governmental devices like the Chinese communists or Bill Gates or whatever to bring judgment on the world, Lord, your will be done. I don't want to see people injured and killed and all this stuff that, that's happening. That I know it's not righteous. I know it's not good. That's why I continue to speak out about it. Hmm. But when we do that, it makes us a target of the system. Right? We have to all realize that when we speak out against these things, the hmm. system notices. Hmm. And it makes us a target. We, we just had the, uh, one of the Capitol Police officers that was telling the truth just committed suicide a few days ago. I just read that. <clears throat> so one of the Capitol Police who was, yeah, was willing to uh, give his testimony about what actually happened on the Hill, uh, he suddenly died. Um, oh, the, we have the Clintons John, in America. They, they, yes, sir? The latest from your um, Stu Peters is four cops suicide themselves suspicion grows as 6th uh, january 6th commission puts on a show so that's his latest one that came out today wow i didn't know that yeah he's had six thousand views already Stuff. and so yeah Stuff four cops now have suicide so, so they're killing they're killing the witnesses <clears throat> they're killing the witnesses right mm. well that's what the mafia does that's what the cartel does and yeah. that's what our government does, you know, the American government. I'm sure the government does it too. You know, I know the British are uh, very deep in, in that uh, overt operation type stuff. So so just to yep. recap on uh, Karen uh, Kingston, graphene oxide, right. and, the, and that needs to be in there to help to protect some other substance, which is in the mRNA. Yeah, the, the lipids, the four the lipids. types of lipids. Yeah. That they are, you know, it's part of the mRNA structure, mm. or is the mRNA structure, as I, you know, I have a rudimentary understanding of these things, so bear with me. But, uh, and any of your listeners, please feel free to comment and correct our understanding of these things that we speak about them, because we are laypersons for sure. And we're open uh, to be corrected. Open to be corrected, mm. absolutely. Mm. So, but those... Uh, those mRNAs are very vulnerable to attack, even by uh, the white blood cells of the system. Mm. You know, that's what they would normally send out antigens and start producing antibodies to combat whatever is attacking the body. And so, of course, 
they would, you know, a normal person that's healthy and their system is just completely fighting off all this stuff. I've been working at a corporation that directly imports 99% of its stuff from, from China. There's mm. all kinds of Chinese dust all over our plant. This and is, I've been yeah. healthy for 18 months. Mm. I haven't missed one day of work except for a shoulder injury. I've not been late. I haven't missed one day of work. And see, this is why they, they don't know what to do with me. <laughs> because, I, you know, my performance numbers are like above reproach. You can't, you can't touch me. Mm. And I, I, I mean, that's just the way I work, right? I'm not perfect, but, but I'm, I'm up there. I'm one of their better guys at what I do. Mm. Anyway, so, so that gives me some, you know, umph, some, some horsepower to, like Daniel. to do what I'm Right. All right. I, I, that's what I, I feel. I feel mm, like it's good, brother. <laughs> All right. I feel like this little guy, and here's this big old guy that I'm I'm dealing with. Right. Mm. Anyway, that's all of us, though. We're all we all have fears about these things and what's going to happen. But as, as Christians, we can share the hope that we have in a risen Savior, in a person who overcame death. Amen. And so we all have to die. And that's just a fact of life. Yep. And, uh, you know, before COVID, the averages were about 150,000 people a day. Hasn't changed, has it? Excuse me. Yeah, right. 150,000 people a day. Mm. So it, that hasn't changed. And mm. and it's flu always going to happen. <laughs> Colds and flu went, just disappeared. Yeah, TB <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> Do you know in 2017 there was a tuberculosis um, outbreak? 1.7 million people died. Did, mm. I don't remember the world shutting down for that. Right, they didn't. That wasn't the planned uh, mm. pandemic. People need to wake up and realise what our governments are doing, whether they know or whether they don't. This It's obvious to thinking people that this is a very dangerous place we're in. And yeah, if you're not saved, the only hope for us really... John, isn't it? The only hope for anyone listening who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ is you need to get saved. You need to repent of your sins and right. before the Lord, and you need to call upon him. And the Bible's very clear. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And he said he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins mm-hmm. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. And you don't need a priest you don't need Mary worship. You don't need idols on the wall. You don't need to go to a tohunga if you're Maori. You just need to get on your knees before the Lord. You don't even have to get on your knees. Just cry out to the Lord in repentance. Lord, I right. believe you died for me. Please mm-hmm. save me. Amen. And when, a per- when that happens to a person, when they get converted by the Holy Spirit, they'll know it. Oh, yeah. I compare it to getting hit by a, a Mack truck on the highway. You know, big semi. Uh, what, are, what do they call them? Trolleys or not? Not trolleys. What? Do, what do you guys call them? Uh, the big trucks. Um, uh, lorries. Lorries. Yeah. Yeah. Call them yeah. lorries. I always call them trucks. <laughs> We've become very Americanized. Yeah. Trucks. So, so the big lorry. You get hit by hit by a big lorry, hmm. and you would know it. Well, when the Holy Ghost sent by Jesus Christ to convince the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and convince convict you of your sin, your crimes against God and, mm. and other people, when he convinced you of that, you all you can do is surrender. All you can do is say, God, please forgive me, a sinner. 
and have a broken heart about what Jesus uh, did for us. You know, he didn't do it just for me or you, Grant, as you know. Yeah. Uh, but he did it for the whole world, and that leaves the whole world responsible for that bloodshed. And uh, it's uh, by what he did on that cross, the remission of sin, it's such a great and precious thing uh, to, for people to, to really seriously think about, especially in this day and age, and uh, this last epoch, I believe, that we live in. Hmm. And does this mean that when, when people call out to the Lord, does this mean they won't sin anymore? Asking for a friend. Sure. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you are still a free will creature, but you should want to do the Lord's will, which is to not sin. Jesus hmm. said, go and sin no more. Hmm. Uh, the Bible says, awake to righteousness and do not sin. So sin is, is the problem between the holy God of the Bible and mankind. Sin is a separator. Like Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says, The arm of the Lord is not short that it cannot save you. So there's salvation, right? So his ear is not heavy, he cannot hear you. But your iniquities or your sin have separated you from your God that he will not hear you. So it's not like, you know, all the mockers out there say, Ah, God's, you know, God forgive me a sinner. And, uh, you know, God knows their heart. They're just mocking him. Hmm. And so uh, a person's heart's like that. God's not going to listen to that nonsense. Or the person that wants to hold on to their sin but wants God to deliver the million-dollar lottery ticket to them. And say the magic, the magic words. Yeah, yeah. magic. I believe genie, right? you died me for me. Please save me. But right. you have no intention of turning and forsaking your old sins. In fact, you've got you, you've got a date tonight. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Right. And it's a very serious matter. So, mm. uh, but anyway, that that the uh, it's good news. It's good mm. news that there's not something we can do to earn our salvation, but mm. there's something that Jesus did that we may be saved and we may have a relationship with God. So, John, so, when the Bible says "for all have sinned" in, in Romans three twenty three, um, that that you know, that means that you you know you. What does that mean? Does that mean that um, we all have sinned, but now we're to stop sinning? Or does it mean you just can't stop sinning? You're just going to all of sin. We're all going to keep sinning. Yeah, well, that's a great question. And uh, if you look at Romans uh, 3.25, mm -hmm. like we've, we've done this, had this exercise before, where we've looked at a particular verse that is maybe even overused, by uh, church people. 323. And uh, 325. 325. Is overused? No, three, uh, 323 is overused. Yes. Without the context of, you know, what the verses that follow, mm. right? So, in verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be a propitiation or a substitute through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission or putting away of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Past. Past. So past sins are dealt with. Right. When you come before so, Jesus Christ. Right. And so the person that misunderstands these ideas is they'll say, well, are you telling me that every time you sin, you have to be born again? No. Every, if I sin, 
Then I'll go to First John chapter two, uh, verse one, and maybe we can look at that uh, chapter real quick. Yeah. Um, and in the context, all the way to verse six, maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. We pull up First John. Give me a moment to get that up. Chapter two, starting verse one. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. We had a question from a friend of yours. Uh, you were asking for a friend. Do we keep sinning after we are, were born again? Mm. But here's saying, My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin. So this is after I've been converted. Mm. And to my shame, I've sinned too many times since I became a Christian 25 years ago. Mm. I did not have to sin. Mm. The first six years of my faith, I was taught to sin. That's what I was taught. I, yep. By the church. Yep. Well, we're all Maybe. sinners. We all sin, yep. thought we're in yep. every day. You'll never stop sinning. You're took, just no different from yep. anyone else. It took me, uh, you know, six years, and by the grace of God, and a New Zealander. Really? By the name of oh, Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort, yeah. Who, who ministered the law to me again. Hmm. And when he ministered that this, these ideas to me, Hell's Best Kept Secret, many of your listeners may know of him. But, yes, Hell's Kept um, Best Kept Secret, yeah. Hell's Best Kept Secret. When I heard that uh, teaching, I was shook to my core. Mm. And because I, was, I had started playing with sin, because I was taught that we all sin. So I started playing with sin, and, and you know, my Bible reading had dried up, and my relationship with God had dried up, and it was dusty. Mm. But, oh, you know, when I was first converted, I cried out for a couple, three hours. But when I was, I returned to the Lord, when, when the law revived and I died and I returned to my first love, oh, it was a couple, three weeks of crying and praying and uh, studying through the night and, mm. and just having my faith renewed and revitalized. And that's when I started preaching. Mm. Yeah. That was back in 2004. Okay. Probably... May of 2004, I think. Mm. In June, I was out on the streets. That's fantastic. This idea, let's keep, let's keep reading in First John 2. Mm. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So Jesus is the mediator for a believer. So it's not that I'm born again. It's that I'm uh, turning from my sin. I'm turning back to Christ and asking him to forgive me and purposing in my heart not to do that anymore. Like David True did. True repentance once. brings forth fruit. Mm. Right. Mm. That's that's right. As, uh, Psalm fifty one, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. So, yep. So uh, repentance. You know, we have to bring forth uh, fruit, meat for repentance. The Bible says. Mm. In other words, our fruit should show what's going on in our heart. <clears throat> in verse two, he says, "He and he is the propitiation or substitution for our sins, and not for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world." So in that one verse, uh, God's explaining to us that the whole world is responsible for the substitution uh, of what Jesus did for them on the cross. They've rejected it, neglected it, and therefore they have greater consequences because of it. What I'm saying? Um, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. They'll say, well, brother, that's work salvation. I'm going, brother, that's a Bible verse. <laughs> that's a Bible verse. And then verse 4, mm -hmm. uh, another Bible verse they have to deal with. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Mm. 
But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that said he abides in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. And the he, in context, is Jesus. So we ought to walk just like Jesus walked. And no Christian denied that he walked perfectly. We all know that Jesus walked perfectly. Hmm. Well, right. if, if it says we have to keep his These commandments... Christians, we've been given that uh, enlightenment from the Holy Spirit. We keep his commandments. Um, all ten of them? Or are there other commandments that Jesus gave us to do in the New Testament? Do I it's keep okay. nine commandments? Or do I keep ten and become a Seventh-day Adventist? Or do I keep the commandments that Jesus gave us to go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? And to love your neighbor as yourself, and to love the Lord your God. Are they his commandments? Did Jesus keep his father's commandments, and then now he wants us to keep his commandments? Well, that's a great question. And uh, so, Thanks. in my estimation, the the two greatest uh, commands are to, as you mentioned them, love God with all of our heart, mind, strength, and soul. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And so, in doing this, you'll fulfill all the law. Now, that, that tends to lead people to say, well, I should be keeping the Sabbath then. I should be keeping all the festivals then. What you, you can. I, I would not judge you for that. And I think it's Philippians that talks, Philippians 1 that talks about not judging a brother for meats or festivals or Sabbaths. So that one verse there puts a check in my spirit mm. that uh, I don't have to keep Sabbatarian law like the uh, Seventh-day Adventists would promote uh, because, first of all, they're not on a Hebrew calendar, so they don't have the true Sabbath anyway. Right. That's the first problem. Yeah. Secondly, they don't actually observe it according to the Torah from Friday evening to Saturday evening as they're supposed to, be, to do and required to do. Okay? Hmm. But even we see the Jews were not, the uh, Judaizers especially, were not and did not keep the Torah. They kept traditions of their rabbis. Okay? They did things that weren't required in the law. And then they condemned people that weren't doing the things that their rabbis taught them, the traditions of men. And Jesus corrected their understanding and gave them a better understanding in the New Testament of the Old Testament scriptures. And we, we all know that the New Testament wasn't written the earliest book was written in the 60s. And so, well, how did that happen? Because they all seemed, did everybody just copy, you know, the Gospels were all copied from each other? What happened? Well, the Bible says all Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And therefore, he, uh, he initiated uh, God's Word through those writers. And they were holy men that wrote down exactly what they were told to write down. Hmm. Now, they remembered, I'm sure, as they were writing, they remembered uh, the history as the Holy Spirit was reminding them what happened exactly. And then we see, you know, between the four Gospels, we see what, you know, the skeptic could say, well, here's differences. And, you know, why did this group go to the, go to the tomb and this group showed up there? And what are all these differences? Well, those things can all be worked out forensically. Hmm. But the skeptic doesn't want to do that. The skeptic just wants to doubt the Bible, and you'll never be saved by doubt. So there's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think I got off 
Got no sidebar there, but mm. <laughs> anyway. So uh, what, what commandments keep, do we keep? The two greatest, yep. Yeah, and that's it. And by doing those two, yep, that's it. And so as the Lord leads you to wash somebody's feet, or, or one time I gave a, I mean, it was bitter cold, and I'm not doing this to, to try and promote myself for all my good works, but mm. I just want to give you an example. I saw this uh, this this poor guy, and he was out in the cold. He had a thin jacket on and a t-shirt, jeans, no gloves, and it was bitter cold. And uh, I, the Lord just laid it here, man, take my gloves. I just gave him my pair of gloves. Mm. He was so thankful. He wasn't asking. I gave it to him in Jesus' name. Right. I said, listen, because God loves you, I love you, and I want to give these to you. And it was a moment to, to share the gospel with him. Mm. I remember when I was a little boy and, and our mother had, uh, I hate to say kidnapped, but it's actually what she did. Um, we were, me and my two sisters were under the care of uh, the social system here in America and Virginia. And uh, she had kidnapped us from a group home that we were in and uh, taken us to another state. And she was not... Uh, doing very well physiologically, physically or mentally, and very stressed out, nervous breakdowns and the such. But hmm. we pulled into a, a trailer park, uh, and really one of the first times I remember, maybe the second time I remember being around or being with black people. Hmm. And uh, my mom pulls in this trailer park, and we, we have nothing to eat. We have no water to drink. And we're all thirsty and hungry. And they gave, uh, they gave us this cold water. It was the best water. It was so good. And I say that memory, or I share that memory, because I think about you know, Jesus saying that you give uh, a cup of water, you know, my name, and, uh, and you can kind of hear my emotion of that remembrance mm. that people would do that for this little white family, right? Yeah. I mean, amongst them, this is the early 60s now, and black folks weren't treated very well back then. No. And uh, it's just my mom and the three little children, and she came in there and drove right in there, and they took care of us and gave us what we needed, and that's a demonstration of love. See, you can really, you can really see that, right? You can really relate to that this little family of beleaguered travelers mm. <laughs> and uh anyway so mm. it's a good story i love it when people care about each other it doesn't matter what their color is or what their, mm. their history is and, they, and that's really that's really the heart of god you know yeah. it, it's so it must be so grieving to him and to see us all split up by race and heritage and ethnic boundaries and Put into our own little blocks like the devil wants us to be so we can war against each other but you know he made blue birds i tell this to our grandchildren all the time he made yellow birds and black birds yeah red birds white birds and so he made them all for his glory and for his pleasure he did the same thing with people mm -hmm. he made different colors of people different types of people Different intellectual levels, different skill sets, different different uh, natural abilities that we all might show him that we love him. Hmm. 
And we can't really understand love without first understanding who he is. Is God with love. And uh, so with you deny your creator, then you become a monster that will do things like kill your own babies and mm-hmm. promote abortion and promote, uh, you know, uh, killing the elderly. Well, do you know our prime um, minister? No, I don't know him personally, but I, I suppose all. Oh, the you were, I thought you were like talking that. about him. I thought you were reading his CV. No, no. <laughs> no. Brought up in a Mormon family, and then jettisoned her belief and became a communist. Became a, a communist, really. Became a socialist. She was the leader of the World Youth Socialist in two thousand nine. Yeah, I heard some of her. Yeah, uh, yeah. heard some of her. As the NGO she spoke of, the International Union of Socialist Youth. The member knows how to use Wikipedia, well done. <laughs> Has talking to international comrades helped her with her small business policy development in New Zealand? I cannot say anything, comrade the party leader, our comrades and comrades, not only the Secretariat, but our UC Presidium who stand behind me. Comrades, as we leave this festival, remember that you have comrades around the world. Comrades, the second thing. Comrades. And as long as we come together as comrades, and our LGBT comrades, but the third thing, comrades, comrades, it was Yusin who went to the Socialist International and said to our mother parties, it is time the Polisario was recognised by our own family. Comrades, so comrades, comrades, then and only then will we win the war. Pretty crazy. No, I'm, I'm not much different than I was then. Yeah, mm. no. Have you changed, Matt? No, right. not really. <laughs> Not, Not really. really. I think the same way. <laughs> and then another Mike Hosking said, "Are you? A, do you consider yourself a socialist?" She said, um, "She said no, no." <laughs> so, do you know, consider yourself a liar? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, politicians. We don't. No, we can actually be politicians and not lie. Uh, well, she said that she could. She said, "That's well, right." You heard her say that, did you? If you are caught that. in a lie. How would you handle it? She didn't answer it. The question was, if you are caught in a lie, she answered it like this. Well, I believe it's possible for to in politics to not lie. Yeah, but that wasn't the question. I asked you, did you, if you were caught in a lie, what would you what do? Would you do? <laughs> I have to say, uh, would you forgive me? You got to go. Uh, lying to you? No. Oh. Me? No. I, I was saying what I would do if. If I was caught in a lie, yeah. hopefully the Holy Spirit would convict me before I was caught and say, you know what, I didn't tell you the truth there. It was kind of a shady kind of presentation or uh, I've, truth. I've caught myself about to say oh. something that I've, that I've been saying for a long time that, I, that, that it wasn't quite true. And I've caught myself about to say it and have to shut off. I'm believer. The Holy Spirit has just said, don't say that. It's not true. You don't know that. Right. And as you say, even corrected myself. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Oh, it's it's good. very easy it's good to get to into conjecture and uh, theories and ideas, but mm. you can't you can't say they're facts until until you have some facts. So yeah, that's why I like forensics. My you know, my grandfather was a he was a dentist, but he was also a, a forensic guy who who did uh, mortician not mortician duties. The what's the doctor called where they the uh, coroner coroner he, yeah so he did cor- yeah he did coroner services part time in Northern Virginia. So he would go and investigate the poisonings or the shootings or you know how this happened why you know why you know why is this person guilty or or innocent that kind of thing so right very interesting we could do with stuff though. we could do with him at the moment with these four cops that have committed suicide apparently they they're, they're actually right. witnesses to the um yeah uh, the yep. so called um what what do you call it's it really they invaded the, the the white house not white house um where did they go? They Capital went into the Capitol building. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I was. I didn't go in the building, but I was there. You were there. Good. Well, so Dr. Simone uh, Gold from America's Frontline Doctors, she did go in the building, and she said she regrets going in the building. She was arrested. Yeah. Uh, sometime after, but obviously mm-hmm. they let her go. Yeah, my pastor and his son were up on the Capitol rotunda, and uh, his son. I was going to go into a door and he had an agent put a gun in his face and he raised his hands and backed out. And so they, they stayed on the outside and basically just got gassed. It wasn't, I mean, they weren't fighting anybody, but they saw people that were fighting. So they saw that, but there was a whole thing where did the, the like, Capitol police were, did they look like our guys? You know, like Trump supporters, they, they don't fight. <laughs> or do you think they might've been the opposition and they're pretending to be us wearing Trump hats and stuff like that? There's a bit of yes. that, isn't it? There, there, there was. Yeah. There was some some people infiltrating into the Trump crowd. Yeah, to be rabble Ooh. rousers and and riot yeah. igniters. That's know, what the enemy does. And they, yeah, and they and they were so obvious to me. You know, hey, go up there and let let's go get them. And did oh, you really? hear the, the the Georgia State Capitol has been overtaken? Those kinds of uh, right. proclamations, you know. Yeah. And then you know they have nose rings and gauges, yep. if you know yeah. what that is. They're the sort of people that we don't, don't associate they, with. Mm. They don't, right? They don't. That's not really. You're not looking like a Trump supporter, bro. I'm sorry. You should have <laughs> Antifa you on that impression Antifa. a little bit. You look more like Antifa, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Of course they would do that. Of course oh, they would. And we the hoodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are monsters. So. Mm. They're they're going to give an account to God, every one of them. I hope they repent. So, yeah, I hope so too. First time I ever had some real street interaction with them was up at the Republican convention in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? And well, they were they were taking uh, plastic bags into the uh, the porta johns and filling them with sewage and throwing it into the crowd. Oh. That, this is an event where you were preaching. Yeah, oh, what, there was what ten animals. thousands of people there. What yeah, animals. they're animals. I just couldn't even think of that. It wouldn't even cross my mind to do that. Right. Oh, fill up a bag of water, chuck it in for a bit of fun. But, right, you know, that's if I was fun, if I was young and stupid, water, and the alcohol I mean, involved. This is, this is, right, <laughs> but feces. Is, this is just oh, you've got to be value. kidding! Crazy, right. The disease, you know, that you can get by getting hit by one of those bags in the face. You know, mm. you have to go to the hospital and get 20 jabs before you know it. Mm. You make sure you've got, yeah, your, very, your, got your MR, uh, MN, mRNA vaccine. 
<laughs> yeah, so there was uh, we had probably uh, for that event we probably had twenty five features, big signs. Police protected us very well. Good, it's good and when they we do. We were allowed to march. Yeah, was, we were allowed to march right up to their meeting. The the Antifa, LG, you know, Alphabet Mob crowd because mm-hmm. they're all part of the same group. So yeah, yeah, uh, they look a little different, but that's only because they changed costumes and. We marched right up to their meeting, and we preached to them at their meeting and broke their meeting up. And we almost had a riot right there, but then the police escorted us away from them. Had to give us due separation. Yeah. And we went back over to the main uh, square where everything was happening. Of course, you couldn't get right up to where the the convention was. That was all under security area, but outside where all the hooligans were, that's where (laughs) we were. Hmm. So and, and we got to uh, brave, we got brother. to go uh, preach to the uh, yeah it was a great event we got to go preach to the uh, who are those nut jobs uh, street preachers that's uh, us it's us we're the nut jobs yeah 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 I know, I know. I'm talking about the the uh, the guys from Nebraska no. It's a church. Uh, they 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 visit the the soldiers' funerals and they preach at the soldiers' funerals. Where's that group? During ah. the during the funerals of soldiers. Yeah, oh, they go what? preach at the funeral. Yeah, that's bad. Why do they do that? So they go preach. Well, because they say it. You know, America is you know full of fags and that kind of thing. And oh, which is, is this true? Some, so um, we have a Westboro Baptist, or is that? Is that Westboro that Baptist. Yeah, yeah. Westboro I've heard Baptist. of them. I've never right. heard them preach. I've got no idea what they, what, who they are. I've only, I've only heard it from um, Brother Micah when he was preaching, and this cop came up and was um, yeah. really, really harassing him. This policeman, mm. police chief, apparently, um, and I've heard it a few times, but I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Westboro the Baptist. They're, they are high, uh, super lapsarian Calvinists, five-point Calvinists. Oh, okay. Yeah. God hates you, therefore I can hate you. I'm supposed oh. to be like God, and uh, because he hates you, I hate you. Oh, that's really... You're a bunch of... That's you know, mean. Yeah, it's, yeah so, so they were preaching there outside uh, near, near the police station, and so we went over there, took a break from our duties there to... A visit with them and give them a good strong rebuke for their bad preaching. Good. And how did that go? Uh, it went great. That's yeah, good. It went great. Did they, did they receive it with graciousness? <laughs> no, they didn't receive it. <laughs> uh, they didn't receive it. But but that cult is about they're they're about died off now. I mean, really, the founder's gone, and yeah, oh, okay. They're, it's just a family cult, basically. You know, and a lot of the family members have left, so it's getting weaker and weaker all the time. Right, but just enough to do some damage and be known all over the world as a bunch yeah. of crazy Christians. That's, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, Well, that's great, brother. Well, thanks for bringing us up to date with um, this new information about the graphene oxide, mm. which is in the mRNA, right. a jib-jab, and Karen Kingston, who's a patent, uh, patent, do you say patent or patent? Patent researcher. Patent is the, patent. the way the Yanks say it. Is that patent, the way they say yeah. it? Yeah, for Pfizer. Um, do we know uh, why she's like? How long was she at Pfizer? Do we know any, anything about her? I haven't. I haven't had a chance to really research her mm. very well. So you know, I, I'm still a little skeptical. Uh, but she mm. seems very sincere, and yeah, she she's like one standing against many in this thing. Like yes. we're all feeling that way. So 
Yeah. It'd be uh, good to get in touch with um, Mike Eden and see what mm -hmm. he says. Because he was at right. five, 15 years vice president of Pfizer. Of course, they've all slandered mm -hmm. him now. You know, he's all, they, they were great doctors until they came against the government. Right. Until they stood for the truth. <laughs> stood for the truth, right. So there's obviously, um, what, do you, what do you see with doctors? Because there's doctors for and against. So do you see doctors right. that don't want to lose their income, don't want to lose their patients, don't want to lose the money they get from the right. government? Because the government gives them a lot of money in this country for every sure. patient, whether they go or not. Yeah, this country yeah, this country too. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a. I mean, it's a huge business, and uh, they they make a lot of money, and and so that's the the money part of it is is the corrupting part, of course. Now it, it, it doesn't mean that case, everybody's corrupted. That's you know, right. It's it, yeah. it just always seems to be the case. But yeah. they, I know there's sincere doctors out there that truly love their profession, and they they racked up a lot of bills to get that piece of paper. Yeah. So, I mean, in a sense, they've got skill sets that the rest of us don't have. But that doesn't mean you have all knowledge like you're some kind of god that uh, can't be questioned. Yeah. You know, so we, I think I've shared before on another show, we have a local uh, doctor, former friend, unfortunately, he's, and I won't mention his name either, but uh, mm -hmm. I asked him, it must be 10 or 11 years ago now, why Why do you think it's uh, uh, vaccines or are good for children if they have these ingredients in them. You know, we have the heavy metals uh, and uh, formaldehyde, those types of things as carrier solutions. How can that be good for children? His only feeble response was, well, it must be some kind of preservative we don't understand. Oh, and wow. going, come on now. We, we understand mm. these things are neurotoxins, right? We, we have scientific information about that. Mm. You know, mercury and lead and these types of metals are, are neurotoxins. They're disconnectors. You know, autism rates have shot through the roof since they started jabbing the children, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago now, excuse me. So yeah. in 88, when they instilled this law uh, in the United States Code, and you shared with me before, they have a similar thing in NZ, that, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical companies are protected from civil liability for injury or death. I wanted to. Why do you, why do you need that if they're safe and effective? That's ridiculous. You have no need for a say. Uh, you know, if, if the vaccines are safe and effective, like you're claiming on the one hand, then why do you want to make sure the law says you can't be sued? That's exactly right. And I'm just mm -hmm. clicking here because I want to show you some new information that I don't know if I shared it with you. The agreement with Pfizer and the governments of the world. Mm. And Mike Eden said he thinks it's true. It sound, he said it sounds about right, that wording. Um, I'm just trying to think where, where that was. Um, just bear with me. The contract with Pfizer that the government signed, they can't use another, they can't use anything else. They can't go and find, if they find uh, another substance or another medicine that wor is working, they can't get out of their contract. They're bound by the contract and it's actually in the agreement. And that's yes. why, and then, so that's why, we, that's how we know. The governments can't get out of this deal they've got with the vaccine companies. They're locked in. Right. Uh, so just put a, an, a link into the, about graphene, graphene oxide. Definitely, yeah. In biomedicine, biotechnology. Let me just read a little quote from it for you. Thanks. And this guy is from Wuhan University of Science and Technology. His name is Feng Liang. And graphene, a truly two-dimensional and fully IT-conjugated honeycomb network, 
is exhibiting many unique physical and chemical properties that are interesting in a wide range of areas since its discovery in 2004 has been extensively studied in many different fields including nanoelectronics, composite materials, energy research, catalysis, and on. Based on the fascinating action of members in the carbon family, notably zero-dimensional fullerenes and one-dimensional carbon nanotubes in biomedical areas. Increasing numbers of reports have explored the potential of graphene for different biomedical uh, and biotechnical applications since 2008. And so it goes on to explain different uh, possible uses in the scientific paper and gives us the, the structure, etc. But there's a paragraph down here that I was looking at earlier. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find it for rats. Well, at least they were doing that experiment on rats instead mm. of people. Mm. Conclusions and challenges. Despite these advantages of, of the graphene, graphene oxides, the major challenge and current limitation in this area are still the potential long-term toxicity. Although PEG-modified graphene appears to be safe, the current experiments are carried out on rodent models, which are different from primates and humans. Whether and how graphene affects the immune system, reproductive systems, nervous systems has not yet been investigated. In addition, the cheap, large-scale production and processing methods for high-quality graphene are still not available. Nonetheless, the beneficial attributes of graphene are a strong impetus for considering this unique material for biomedical applications. So despite the fact that it's toxic, it looks really interesting to use in, in the future on biomaterial or bio, biological units, <laughs> like humans right. and primates. Uh, yeah. I've found that bit of information. Um, if you go to okay. America's Frontline Doctors, um, mm -hmm. it says uh, information security expert on, re um, on revealed Pfizer agreements. There's good reason Pfizer fought to hide the details of these contracts and they have fought. And it says here, um, information security expert on revealed Pfizer agreements. There's good reason, I just read that. And this is the quote, if you were wondering why ivermectin was suppressed, it's because the agreement that countries had with Pfizer does not allow them to escape the contract. The contract states that even if you, um, if the drug, if a drug will be found to treat COVID-19, uh, the contract cannot be voided. And then mm. if I just go back to, um, we are, um, a doctor in our town, Dr. Shane Retty, was questioned at a, a protest. Why wasn't ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and zinc being used? And he just ran for the hills. He just said, oh, yep. it's not, you know, not, it's been found to be bad news. And we know that, that ivermectin, that hydroxychloroquine, the, the, um, that the Lancet withdrew their published article right. downplaying yep. and saying that it was dangerous. They realized that it was wrong and they withdrew it. And of course, the, the, right. I think it was the Washington Post or the New York Times had it as front page that it was a problem. And then when they found when Lancet withdrew it, it went to page four fine print. So people still right. think, including this doctor, it seems, Dr. Shane Retty, mm -hmm. believes that it's right. it's not not good. But here's why I believe he knows, even though he's opposition party, mm -hmm. I believe he right. knows this agreement. I believe he right. knows that there's a contract that that in the contract they can't get out of it, and don't, they don't want to go there. They don't want to talk about it. So I would say he loves well, his I mean, job and his position and his yeah. chance to become Prime Minister of New Zealand, first Maori Prime Minister he could well be, and I don't think he wants to blow that. 
I think he loves his position more than he loves the truth. Because it says here, uh, that's what I've written here, it said, if you were wondering why National MP Dr. Shane Retty was re was uh, suppressing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine at the Whangarei um, groundswell protest on the 16th of July, it was because of the agreement that countries have with Pfizer does not allow them to escape their contract, which states that even if the drug be found to treat the Wuhan virus, the contract cannot be voided. Yeah, that's well, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a crazy agreement, first of all. Well, it's an illegal agreement. If, shouldn't be allowed. If you agree, right, shouldn't be allowed. If you, But if you agreed to that, would it be better to give up the multi-billion dollar contract and save people's lives or just continue down that road spending the taxpayers' money mm. on stuff that's harming them and killing them and not expect people to rise up in carnal warfare. That's really the thing. Well, people are you know, rising up. I don't know if it's, it's right. if it's warfare yet, but it's certainly carnal all over the world. France, Europe, London. Right. Right. They've and had enough. So far, you know, I've had, right, they've had enough. So on one hand, I've heard Christians say, well, this can't be the mark because the whole world's rising up against it. And I'm going, well, that's a straw man argument because... Yeah. Even though you might have 700,000 Parisians on the streets, the Paris News is only reporting hundreds or a thousand people on the street. That's right. So it's not the appearance of the power of 700,000 people. And it, you know, what's the population of Paris? I think it's 1.7 million. Let me find out real quick. That's a lot of people on the streets. That's a lot of people. The, the Champs-Élysées was filled was for packed. like 10 miles as it far as you could like see. Like a swarm it. of bees walking down there. Right, and so that that oh, two point two million is the the population right. of France. Still, it's phenomenal if they got three quarters of a million. Some said quarter of a million. Yeah, others I mean said that's, three quarters al of a that's million. almost. Yeah, I saw a picture that would have that they estimated seven hundred thousand. The picture wow. I saw, and I believe it. Yeah, I've notice the mainstream media always all close ups, always close ups. But, right, but, but right. The, the truth tellers they're big, wide, wide angle, right. so you can right. see what's really going on. Yep. That's right. So that's that's huge. And there there's also uh, uh, Algiers had a protest. Now that's a Muslim country, I believe. Yeah, you've got to be <laughs> so game to Algiers, be protesting in the Muslim right. country. So so anyway, to to finish the thought I was making, uh, yeah. the point I was trying to make, and that was that some Christians believe, well, look, you have all these people, and they're coming against the 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 vac, so it. it can't be the mark. Well, I've never said that each individual max is the max uh, of the mark. No. What I'm saying is these things will lead to something Absolutely. that will be required of everybody, mm -hmm. and you have to have it to buy or sell. We're not there yet, but they're already talking about that. Well, well, if you don't have these things, you don't have the COVID passport, you can't travel, you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't pay your rent, you can't pay your taxes. I go, well, whatever that thing is, and I don't think it's the COVID-19 facts that we've had so far but no. these are simply scientific preludes to yeah okay this is what Precursors. we need yep yeah the, the sure. nanotechnology that leads us to a, some kind of marker patch that you put into your flesh that uh you know bill gates's uh covid passport described it very clearly that this uh this, these nanoparticles in your skin would would photoluminesce as it was scanned and the scanner would pick up your financial data, your your ID, your real ID, your uh, health data, and so you'd be cleared. Yet yeah, your your boosters are up to date. 
you're good. You have no COVID. You have, have no boogeyman in the closet. Uh, you have this many social credits and this many social debits. You spoke against the president today, so you lost 100 de- you know, credits. So mm-hmm. sorry you worked all day for nothing, but you, you stopped talking against President Biden already, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that kind of thing they have going on in China already, but that mm-hmm. shouldn't they surprise do. us because the Chinese are their full-blown communists. I mean, they're dictatorial communists. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, you only have to look at world history for the past hundred years to understand how deadly communism is. Yeah, and socialism. And, and, yeah, so it's socialism, the cousin of communism, or, or mm. stepbrother to communism is socialism. Mm, and, it, and we're every... definitely socialistic. Oh, our, and, our it, political it, system is definitely socialistic. <laughs> every socialist dream is to be a communist. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I think it's just oh, a nicer just... word. I think people voted for Jacinda Ardern, you know, thinking she was a socialist. So I had one lady say, "Oh, yeah, but socialism, you know, they're social, aren't they? You know, they look after the people." And just, comrade, you know. comrade, comrade, comrade. Yeah, <laughs> the lady, the lady in the Batwoman suit. Anyway, so yeah, I well, haven't seen that video yet, but I could imagine what she looked. Like oh, have Batman. you not seen her when she was? It was only about. It was two thousand and nine. And our LGBT comrades. So comrades, as we leave this place. Comrades, it was you together as comrades. Comrades, I want to invite the Comrades, we have... Viva UC Viva! Viva UC Viva! And she kept saying, oh, I don't know what country that was in. It was 2009, said Larry Williams. It was 2009. And what's all that all about? He said, what's that about? Every fourth, right. every fourth word was a comment about it. You said comrade about 15 comrade, times comrade. in a minute. <laughs> That's mm. right. Well, it was edited together. But, you know, if you listen to the whole speech, it was, and comrade, our LGBT and comrade and comrade. It was right. incredible. And he said, what's that all about? Have you changed since those days? Well, oh, not no, really. not really. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. Oh, crazy. Oh, brother, it's been great talking to you. I'm going to let you get to bed because it must be getting up to, what, nine, nine o'clock? Five to nine, is it? Yeah, but almost ten. That's right. Oh, yeah. almost ten. Five to ten. Ten to ten. We missed almost that. 10. Cowboy time. Yep. Tuesday evening, what's happening on Tuesday evening? Uh, here? Um, oh, I thought you were, uh, you were talking about a, a future event. Okay, no, that's good. It's, is, is it, oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah. We say, tu- yeah, we say Tuesday, like C-H, Tuesday. In England, Tuesday. proper Tuesday. English, it's Tew. You like a diphthong, you, and you yeah. say two, don't you? Two. Right. Yeah, we say Tuesday. Two yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, we're also like the number two, and we're also colourful and lovely, aren't we? Yeah. I don't know why I said that. I'm going to edit that last bit out. What do you mean, colourful and lovely? I sound like a homo, don't I? <laughs> don't sound like a homo. <laughs> don't do it. Don't go there, mate. Okay. Hey, so sin, sin is really it. Just become you know it's wrong. They know it's wrong. 
But then they keep doing yeah. it, and it becomes a habit. Now, I'm going to share something with you about this, and I was just told this this morning. The Maori in our country, they were cannibals, and cannibalism was widespread. Mm-hmm. And the men and right. the men and in, in, uh, the white men in black smocks or coats, the, the missionaries that came out, they persuaded them not to continue in cannibalism. And it seems that Hongi Hika, he confessed to, to one of them, and I've got, I've got this information coming to me. One of these missionaries said that he knew it was wrong, but he loved it. They loved, they loved tra- the hunting. They loved the killing. They liked preparing the meat, and they loved the feast after, feasting on the flesh mm. of other, other tribes. They loved it. Wow. So that sin, he, even though he knew it was wrong, he said, I'm just going to do one more. I'm just going to go down and wipe out everyone in Auckland. And then when that's done, and then, you know, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably give it up, you know. But it's, <laughs> it's a habit. So right. cannibalism and killing can become a habit. And you hear this. Mm. So sin, I believe, and you believe, don't you, that sin is a habit. And we know it's oh, yeah. wrong. But we like it, or you know, whatever it is you've gotten, you become depraved. And I think God gives them, gives you over to a reprobate right. mind. And I think mm-hmm. it's hard to break out of sin. It's really hard to break out when you, when you get a hold of something that um, that you like, and you know it's wrong, and you just start making allowances for it. Next thing you know, you're a cannibal. Sure. <laughs> Take heed lest you fall. Take heed lest you fall. Yes. The, Can you imagine uh, what it was like it living there? So, so, I don't. So, so that my friend said... <clears throat> oh, well, my, Maoris my friend are said, very good hunters too. Oh, they're very good warriors. They, the whole thing is, right. you know, but they, right. man, the flesh eating was part of the deal. They loved it. They loved it. Hongi Hika, yeah. he said, I like, I love it too much. Mm. You know, I'm just going to go on this one more and then I, I know it's wrong, but, you know. Um, so... Um, so New Zealand was known for this, the, the, the three C's. First of all, we were known in New Zealand it was the land of the cannibals. And then the colonizers came and brought Christianity. Colonizers, Christianity, civilization. And now they want to take us into another C, communism. So that's going to be something interesting. I think my friend's going to do He's an advertising guy and he's going to do something on that. So, yeah, and it's interesting like how throw another C, throw another C, and their civilization. That's right, civil yeah, civilization. Yeah, comes yeah. comes civil civil behavior and civil thinking yeah. and civil. That's right. You know, rights for people. Yeah. You know, I I don't I don't think cannibals should have civil rights to march around a, an area and say, oh, I'll have the thigh, and I I prefer the neck meat. I've read. I really. I tell you what. I've actually read stories of what some of these hunters were thinking. You know, Mm -hmm. one guy wandered off. He said he walked across. He had a teenager's uh, whole the whole leg, just walking walking along with this leg that he was going to go and cook. And Mm -hmm. the hunting parties, just how they were, how they spoke about all the killing they did. It was it was genocide. They were just wiping out these other tribes, and. The reason why Maori chiefs who'd become Christians wanted the Treaty of Waitangi, which happened in 1840, is because they didn't want any more killing. They wanted to feel safe. They didn't want to be eaten. And they were Christians, and they knew that the Queen of England 
they knew the Crown could offer them that security of right. law and order, Power. no more fear, right. and so they, they welcomed it. And they're now they're trying to that. say that we colonized them and took over and wrecked their whole life. You know, that's miserable. They had a wonderful life of, you know, just, you know, picnics down by the river. And we, we lived so, you know, we were so scientific and it was all wonderful. But they were just killing each other. It was a genocide from 1807 yeah. to 1837. Was it, some reports as much as almost 100,000 Maori were killed. The lowest report is 20,000. And we were taught at school the musket wars that... And we had we were under the impression that we were involved in that somehow that we were actually killing Maori, but we weren't. Right. It was Maori on Maori, yeah. killing each other, and they didn't want to keep doing it because they'd become Christians and they spread the gospel right throughout New Zealand. A lot of Maoris, people that were, were former cannibals, went out and preached the gospel. They went out and tried to convince other tribes, and they even apologized to Fiti Fiti. He was um, the nephew, I think, or the son of um, Tarapaha, who was a fearsome cannibal, terrible mm. person. Um, he he went with, um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but they, they were the ones that really, it was Maori. It wasn't, it wasn't um, the British um, missionaries going all over New Zealand bringing the gospel. No, they, they talked to a few, and they, they thought, this is what we've been waiting for. This is love. No more Utu, no more revenge. Now no, we, 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 we can love. And one man lost his daughter, uh, Nakuku, lost his 12-year-old daughter in a, in a raid. And um, he said at the, at the tangi, which is like a funeral, he said, um, you know, I'm gonna, um, we're not going to have revenge against him, which was the custom, to take revenge on the tribe that killed your daughter. And um, he said, I want forgiveness, no more fighting. Because he, he'd become right. a Christian, he'd read the book of Luke, which was translated into Maori. Mm. And uh, so there's some wonderful great. stories about what happened yeah. here, but it's all been re, re, revisionists have got hold of it. The communists right. have got in there inciting yeah. the, the, the Maoris. And now the Maoris, they're trying to divide us as a people. We were one people. The treaty meant that we came under one law. We were one people. We were all New Zealanders. And mm. now they, they're actually, the, the, a lot of these... Um, uh, Maoris are very, they're communist Maoris, they're very racist towards us. Yeah. Make makes a lot of us feel unsafe, actually. Sure, yeah. You know, the, the Hawaiian people had a, a similar, they they weren't cannibals, I don't believe, but a very uh, tribal factions and warring and, mm. and lots of uh, genocidal stuff uh, on Oahu and the Big Island and of course, in, in the 1800s, uh, the mid and later 1800s, uh, they had white missionaries coming from New England mm -hmm. to spread the gospel in the islands. And uh, they, they were successful at converting one of the uh, princesses, who then went on to help convert the royal Hawaiian family. Mm -hmm. And uh, then there was this revival breaking out in Hawaii. And they were all, all the Hawaiians were dressing in Western clothes instead of their wow. grass skirts with no tops and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind that kind of, uh, that kind of stuff. Transformation. And, eh? so transformation yeah. into a civil society, right? Yeah. With laws. And, yeah. And they, of course, all they, that's been, well, they loved it. History there they too. loved it right up until the communist infiltration in our, in our countries. Hmm. And I think that's been going yeah. on for 50 years. Right. 
Yeah, same thing here. We've, yeah. we've been infiltrated for at least 50 years. Mm. Brezhnev, the uh, communist dictator in the 60s, he said, we will overtake America without firing a single shot. Yeah. Well, that, that, and so between the Russian communists and the Chinese communists, and they, there's no love lost between them. They, no. they don't get it. If they got along and they worked well together, we would be in big trouble. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, big okay. trouble. But they have, they have some problems with that. So... Uh, anyway well brother it's been great speaking to you and um, I'm looking for when are we talking again so it's it's Tuesday for uh, what is it for you is it it's what day is it Wednesday for me I think isn't it what day is yep, it yep Tuesday for me oh, Wednesday for you Tuesday for you so when are we going to speak again well I I, I kind of have a busy week coming up mm. and I got family coming into town next week mm. so uh, could I uh, just ask a favor and let me uh, yes very uh, text good. you when yep, I have like a, a window or a day a window. Maybe I'll give you a heads up the day before that I could talk for an hour or two. Yep, that'll be good. And make sure you have a look at um, the, the guy you put me on to, Stu Peters' show. His latest is yep. the four cops suicided yes. themselves. Suspicion grows. Right. Yeah, yeah, probably would be eight by the time we talk next week or whenever. I hope not. Okay. I hope not either. Mm. God bless you, brother. Okay, all the best.